It's time for the film crickets with Jay Fortier and Chris Martineau. All right. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Film Crickets episode. We're at unlucky by way, one way or another. Unlucky episode thirteen. I am co-host Chris Martino coming to you with my good old friend Jay Fortier. And when I mean old, I mean that in the best possible way. Meaning, yes, we're both old, <laughs> but I mean we've known each other for quite some time. And if you don't know that, look up the episode on Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Who are the Film Crickets? And you will get our stories ad nauseum. So yes, we've known each other for a long time. So so anyway, just to get you up to speed, this is the uh, podcast where we look up movies from our past between 1980 and 1999. We randomly generate a year for that movie, and then we randomly generate the number on the box office. And then we watch that movie. What I really like, and I said it before, I love the fact that I randomly get these films that I typically would not watch. And I don't think I would have watched this one either back in the day. But this week, we rolled... The Jean-Claude Van Damme vehicle with a sidecar, double impact. So a little JCVD <laughs> coming in in 1991, double impact. So okay. uh, hold on. I got something yeah. for you. I got something for you. You, um, you had said that you don't think you would have rented it uh, back in the day. Mm. Mm. I saw it in the theater. No, you did not. Uh, really? Yes. You want to know why? Because I was into martial arts films and I was a fan mm-hmm. of him, you know, back then, I guess, you know, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Now, this is also, you know, I was what? At this time, I was probably like 19 or something. Uh, mm-hmm. So you got to think 17, 16, 15. Those, mm-hmm. those are the years where you think things are cool, maybe, that today you're like, whoa, I didn't actually notice. No. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I thought yeah. that was really cool back then. What the hell was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like my favorite action star. Really, I mean, the guy's, I'm not going to, I'm going to say he's got charisma. Oh, yeah. You know, so like that's that's easy, in my opinion, to say. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was an easy sell. Good looking guy. Mm-hmm. Kicks, mm-hmm. you know, like almost vertical, you know, because he's got the perfect yep. straddle split. Oh, and by the way, mm-hmm. just in case. Oh, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> uh, you know, yep. other in other films, you see him balance, you know, do the whole thing where he actually is suspended yep. because of the split and everything. But in this one, by the way, he wrote this along with other people. So this oh, is I saw that. so self-serving. It's unbelievable mm-hmm. because oh, he, yeah. he, it, one of the opening scenes that we get to see him at, and we'll get to mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff that leads up to us seeing him for the first time. But the first time we see mm-hmm. him, he's teaching some sort of class where, like, I don't know, he's stretching women, <laughs> right? Like, Yoga. Oh, was it? See, I don't. I couldn't even tell it was yoga because he was just like sort of twisting the lady over, yeah. you know, like for the left and the mm-hmm. right, and then everything was just it was oozing sex. By the way, there were just women oh, yeah, and him as the teacher, mm-hmm. and yep. he does this thing where he says, "Beautiful, doing well." <laughs> you know, stretching is so important. For example, because of my big legs and karate. I can do the splits, no problem. Dude, I'm telling you, this is like almost like, and they're all, and all of them are like, "Ah." (laughs) (laughs) so, I mean, but here's the worst part. He wrote it. So it's like, he had to sit there and just say, yeah, I know I'm awesome, but I I need Mm -hmm. to not only tell everybody, (laughs) I need to show how many women go ballistic over me. And don't forget that shot when he does the split. He's in these like tight pants. Yeah. And it's all ass. It's just, it's all camera, all ass. I'm pretty sure I saw the back of his nutsack in the pants. <laughs> well, I think he's pretty proud. Gross. <laughs> I, yeah. And, but, and, and not to mention that, how many dick jokes are in this movie mm. about the size of size and girth of said manhood? There's <laughs> at least four <laughs> about it talking about himself. Right. Oh, God. Anyway, sorry. This is terrible. So, right. so you, get, um, you get twice the Van Damme, though. <laughs> mm. But we'll, get, we'll back up I know, because one is not enough. Yeah, yeah one is not enough. You we'll, need two. We, let's back up to the beginning just so you can uh, you can do the uh, little rundown. Yep. All right, here we go. So, according to IMDb, Double Impact came out in 1991. Director is Sheldon Lettich. Writer is Sheldon Lettich. And good old Jean-Claude Van Damme and other four more credits. And it says twin brothers are separated when their parents are murdered. But 25 years later, they reunite in order to avenge their parents' deaths. Obviously, John Claude Van Damme is in this movie as two characters, Alex and Chad Wagner. Uh, We see character actor who's been in, I looked it up, 
226 movies, Jeffrey Lewis mm-hmm. as kind of Chad's, um, because they're separated at birth, so he has to have a father figure. Frank Avery, played by Jeffrey Lewis. Claims he's his uncle. Claims he's his uncle, but is not. Yeah, throughout most yeah. of his life, actually. Didn't tell him that any part of that the story about mm-hmm. the parents getting killed or anything like that until he yep. was whatever age he was, like, you know, late 20s. Yeah, 27 or so. Mm-hmm. And then in the cast, we have a bunch of nobodies and a few people that said, and introducing. And I'm pretty sure the lead actress was was one of the and introducings. Ooh, yeah. uh, Danielle and then uh, the one with the giant quads, uh, Kara. Yeah, she's a I bodybuilder. Guess. Yeah, um, I guess. No, no really? It's funny. No, but when <laughs> you see her... That. When you see her yep. uh, show up a little later in the film, you're like, ah, okay, mm-hmm. she's going to be one of those people like that has to yep. fight at the end. Yeah, it, it, all she did was mm-hmm. ask something, and I was like, okay, here we go. They're introducing the <laughs> giant woman. Oh, and also the 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 uh, martial arts, the short martial arts man that was super strong and had the Zeus eye. Okay, yes, you know what? Remember Zeus from from wrestling? Yes, he just passed away. He did. Yeah, he passed away. Yeah, tiny, tiny Lister. Yeah, that's the name. So I know he had a he had a weird eye, but it wasn't like scalarid over. It wasn't all glaucoma eyed. But the little short guy in this movie, I guess his name is Moon. He plays like the head thug, and he reminded me a lot of Zeus the way he acted and just basically grunted and lifted heavy things. Bottom line here is what I'm talking about is we have the weightlifter woman, we got this other bodyguard Moon, and by the end of the movie they're setting up that. Like, it's almost like a video game. They got to get to the final boss kind of deal. Like, we're going to get through these little guys first, and eventually you've got to get to King, the Koopa Trooper, and whatever. Like, the big final boss is coming up that we've got to defeat. So so we're, we're starting with a really dumb premise to this movie. So where would you like to go from here, Jason? Well, let me um, let me address Bolo Young, is, uh, or Young, the big dude. Uh, he's short but muscular. That's yeah. the actor's name. He actually was the main villain. Uh, yeah, he was kind of the main villain in Bloodsport, another movie that was like the major breakout oh. film of yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. And, but he yep. was also, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he was in Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. So. Oh, just some cool oh, shit. Oh, I'm not saying he doesn't have martial arts. Chops, oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying like but, it's kind of cool to see him yeah. uh, from time to time because, you know, he, he just he's got a good presence about him. You know, that, that sure. we open the no. film where they're doing some sort of a dedication of a tunnel what that goes from Hong Kong mm-hmm. to the mainland of China. So the deal is, is that and I, I had to look this up. Because Hong Kong is part of China, but they consider themselves their own country, right? Even though they're part of China. So it's weird. Yeah. And Hong Kong is owned by the Brits for a good long time. So Hong Kong, this which is a mainland city, also has part of it some uh, islands around it, namely Kowloon and all that. And basically what happens is because Hong Kong is kind of like an old British territory, British expatriates will go to Hong Kong where their money can go a lot further. So if you're already rich and you want to move to Hong Kong, your money will go even further than that. And so the Victoria, which is why I'm setting up because the Victoria Tunnel after Queen Victoria and the flags around the tunnel where hell had the Union Jack on it for Britain because it's an it's a British territory. And so we're at the beginning of this movie where they're dedicating. It's an actual tunnel. We looked it up. So it's an actual tunnel that connects one of the islands of Hong Kong to the mainland of Hong Kong. And so we're at this dedication uh, 25 years ago where the people that set up, that put up the money to build the tunnel are going in a ribbon cutting ceremony. And at this ceremony, we see an affluent British man and, an, and his wife. And then two twin boys are at this ribbon cutting ceremony with other British aristocracy and some Chinese folk which have shady ties. That's generally where we're at at the beginning of the movie. Safe to say? Yeah. And then that's over and they are about to head home. And their main security mm-hmm. guy, the guy, Jeff, what, what's his uh, uncle, whatever, <laughs> Uncle Frank, uh, Uncle Frank, Uncle Frank, right. Uncle Frank. So he's following them and he goes and basically says, OK, I'm going to take the you know, they tell him to take the night off. And he's like, sure. Mm-hmm. But it's like, first off, if you're important enough to need a security guy. Mm-hmm. Why don't you wait to give him the night off after you get home and things are okay? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Go. It's almost like we can all just watch it as we go. Okay. So now the bad people mm-hmm. are coming. Cause you know, right. <laughs> they, they just sent or, the security or, guy home. Jay, what rich person in any movie is ever driving themselves? Oh yeah. Good times. 
What? <laughs> Say what? No limo. No, no, no. We're going to save money. We're going to take our car. Right. And we're going to drive back to the house. We got the kid so, in yeah, the so back. Yeah, the security. Right. Oh, and by the way, the security, when, when Uncle Frankie's and they're doing the driving scene, how hilarious was it when it was obviously a car with a movie screen <laughs> behind it that hmm. was one of those old timey, like, sure. you'd see in like the Three Stooges where they're. They're doing like the they're or actually airplane. like driving airplane when the, when that when that guy's driving the guy's driving and like you yeah. see the 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 scene in the back just shifting from left to right even though the guy's driving yeah. normal. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this is 1991. It's so not only that, obvious. but when the guy turns around, he's like in a little convertible, right? So when he spins yeah. around, it's blatantly obvious that he is not the one driving yeah. that car. No, I noticed that too. Yeah. <laughs> Jet black hair, young yeah. guy. Yeah, I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> So, so right, anyway, yeah. So then he he gets on the phone. Uh, well, the 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 father or whatever, you know, the the British main British rich guy is driving home, mm-hmm. and he says, "Hey, I told you to take the night off." He goes, "I'm not behind you." Uh oh. And next thing you know, they realize mm-hmm. it's a bad thing. He's like, "I'll be right there," but he's now probably yeah. like five minutes away because he's went in the opposite direction. Yeah. And there are people waiting to in their driveway, basically, to gun them down. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't get out of right. that we car. Would assume, and he gets out yeah, of the we car. We assume to be the, the, yeah, the Chinese mafia of some sort. So yeah, the, the, the tri- business dealings. Triad? Is that what they call them? Triad? I don't remember. Yeah. This movie is such garbage. I don't remember. Anyway, but but yeah, so we can assume that, that the money for the tunnel was ill-gotten. Some of it was on the up and up, but some of it was gotten through like CD avenues right so we've got we've got a crime element involved but yeah mom and dad get gunned down when they come home why um anybody know? know it was some well he explained it but it was just not even worth listening to uh, uh it's fucking convoluted <laughs> so yeah like he was like um well you know they they were tying up loose ends because he was no longer needed the guy but yeah but guess what you know what he would have done after he was done doing the tunnel probably gone home mm-hmm. You don't need him. Yep. You don't need Back to kill him. him. <laughs> He's going home. Nope. He's not going to nope. tell anybody. Nope. Why? Because he had no idea nope. any of these funds yeah. were illegally gotten. Yeah. Yay. Right. But let's kill him. And, anyway. and the point is, I know that that's my thing is that they, this movie is so piss poor writing wise is that the, the MacGuffin that gets the twins separated at the beginning of the movie, this shady under thing, this underworld element, they hint at it later. But you don't give a shit because it's like it doesn't matter. And by the way, how old are the twins? Eight months? Yeah, not not old enough to recognize anyone. Right. So do they know their parents? Nope. Other than no. Other so than it, you know the the way any baby knows their parents. <laughs> right. So this whole beginning scene is to set up the fact they're going to get separated. But and they try to tie it in later as a sense of revenge. What what sense of revenge do you have? You never met these people. Anyway. Right. So the bottom line is, so there's a gunfight and, you know, don't get out of the car. Everybody gets out of their cars. Okay. Um, Everybody's a perfect shot. I love that. I love it when people that never handle guns are perfect shots. Like, that's great. Like, for instance, Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme, the one that was raised uh, uh, with Uncle Frank. Later on, he he, he never fired a gun, but now he's he's just like a marksman. Yeah, expert marksman, which is a point I'm going to bring up later. Sure. Remind me about that when they get to that little fucking island there. Anyway, so bottom line here, we've got this thing where Uncle Frank... The parents get home. They have a nanny in the backseat of their non-limo-driven limousine. (laughs) Whatever. And then the nanny runs out with one kid, but leaves the other one in the back seat for Uncle Frank to get. Right. So we have a, a Chinese woman running away from the danger scene with one brother. We got Uncle Frank running away from the scene and the other brother. And this is the best part. Now, now, Jason, what is the accent of Jean-Claude Van? Oh, dude, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah, right. you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I was waiting. I was waiting for my opportunity. And, and maybe I don't have the accent down, but I'd like to say yep. that one of them, I guess what, one of them was raised in Paris, right? Like, you know, f- for a while, like in an orphanage in Paris. Uncle Frank, the, the story is, is that Uncle Frank takes Chad. Yes. By the way, Chad. Chad. Anyway, so so takes Chad and raises him in France for a while mm. before they move to Hollywood 
to open a karate studio. Right. So, and the other one was raised in Hong Kong, right? Right. But so I would why like does, if he's raised in Hong Kong, well, I why does he have a French accent? Well, that's what I was about to say in the sense of he was like, yep. um, I, I sound like this because I was raised in Paris and then you, you're raised in Hong Kong. That's right. I was raised in Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like back and forth. The exact same no. accent. Mm-hmm. The right. exact no, same. No, but wait, Jay it's, Jay, it's stupider than that. It's even dumber than that because they knew they'd have a problem with the accent because they're going to shoot this. They shot the movie in Hong Kong, right? So the opening scene is in Hong Kong and they know they're going to take place in Hong Kong and they know that the twins are going to get separated in that city. So you can maybe, because Frank, you can say, well, I raised them in France. Okay, fine. You raised them in France to get a French accent. Great. But what's about the one that was raised in Hong Kong? Well, but wait, but when they dropped him off, so, so the Chinese nanny just drops off JCVD at an orphanage. When they drop him off at the orphanage, you hear children singing a song at the orphanage. What are they singing? Frere Jaca. Right. So obviously this is a French orphanage in Hong Kong. Hmm. And so everybody talks French. So therefore French accent. Boom. Thank you. You're welcome. See you later. That's the dumbest reason. That's uh, talk about shoehorning in that idea. What bullshit? I mean, they could have been raised both in two separate French uh, orphanages. What I'm saying is, then yeah, yeah, you could get them to Vietnam. They speak French in Vietnam. Sure, anywhere. Yeah, or Laos, or anywhere. Oh, wait, <laughs> Belgium. That's exactly. <laughs> or, yeah, actually, that's, that's where that's where uh, Jean Claude Van Damme is actually from. Send them to Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> Why not Belgium? No, 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 no. Uh, That's great. You could have made anything up. We well, can't that, but have, no, he asked this, but uh, we can't have the muscles from Alex, Brussels <laughs> being raised yeah, in Brussels. Brussels. That would make too much sense. Oh, That's crazy. <laughs> but but I but they have to keep him in Hong Kong because he turns out to be he's a smuggler hmm. and he's gonna be a smuggler in Hong Kong, right? So he's close to the action. Uh-huh. Right? But hold on. He could have still he could have still somehow made it to Hong Kong uh, for some dumb reason after being raised in a French area. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Oh sure. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Know. Like and then yeah. you yeah. know, they're like, wow, they just can't stay away type of thing. Weird, like, you know, they're yep. they're drawn to the place. I don't know. Uh <laughs> drawn yeah, because reasons. <laughs> oh God. Right. Ugh. So so uh, when they uh, all right, so Back to the uh, American Karate Studio that Chad and Uncle Frank own. They're they're running this karate studio, and to uh, like uppity Hollywood people, to uppity Hollywood people. Listen, I I I complain about the nine. You know, obviously, I've proven on this podcast uh, on other things of how much an '80s fan I am, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I've bashed most of the 90s throughout the 90s and you know part of my life you know mm-hmm. like i like some aspects of the 90s but boy the early 90s mm-hmm. i don't i'm not sure what it was but why did day glow become this thing oh boy. Of, of a oh yeah a fashion sense because and, and, yep. and might i just throw out a request please let it never come mm-hmm. back no right because no. by the it's, way it's terrible yeah Chad is is dressed in all day glow colors. Then he goes downstairs to take care of the karate studio, and half of them are in white mm-hmm. geese, oh. and the other half are in like yep. these purplish pink geese. Pink, yeah, no, pink and yellow, Ugh. yellow geese. They were yellow. What the fuck? What? <laughs> what? So oh, and by the way, when he when he's when he's in there because he's got to go teach a karate lesson for whatever reason after he basically harassed sexually harassed a group of yoga students by showing him his button his stuff and whatever <laughs> so he's got to go teach a karate lesson because uncle frank tells him to and proceeds to kick the shit out of a student <laughs> oh, yeah a guy a guy <laughs> who's prove his point a guy who's new who's beating up another student and he's new yeah and now if you're any type of karate teacher you say all right, this is not what karate is all about. It's about defense, not offense. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's about protecting yourself and then trying to get right. to the bottom of it. No, don't just like sit there and go, oh, you're a bully. I'm a bigger bully. I could kick your ass. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know more than you. <laughs> Sorry if my accent. Oh. You know, oh. but- <laughs> no, no. But it just, just kicks him in the face. <laughs> like this is fantastic. Also known as assault. Mm, yeah. You just basically kicked somebody directly yep. in the face. It wasn't like yep. it wasn't like class contact. 
You know, he's like, hold on a second. No. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And I got to tell you, so it's, it's the reason I know we're not going to go scene by scene because this movie is such bullshit anyway, but oh, yeah. the, the, and this part I missed, we're in Hollywood, uncle Frank and Chad own the karate studio, uncle Frank in a weird other ghee. It's like gray acid wash ghee, like gray acid wash ghee mm-hmm. gets a phone call and then suddenly goes, we got to go to Hong Kong. Like I. This is the impetus of the movie. We're in the karate studio, and next thing you know, we're on a plane with, or whatever, we're entering Hong Kong with Jean-Claude Van Damme, the good Jean-Claude Van Damme, Chad, who was raised by Frank, wearing the Dayglow shorts with pleats on pleats on pleats. I don't know what the deal is with pleats in the early 90s. Every freaking piece of clothing was pleated. Mm. Even the shirts (laughs) had pleats on the shoulders. What was going on with that? But- so what was I missed it? What what happened in that phone call that Frank goes, "Hey, we got to leave. We got to go to Hong Kong. I'm not your uncle, and you have a twin brother you've never seen." Like what what happened? I, I missed it. I don't think you missed anything. I think uh, I think it was just, just. I think it was a matter of they needed to say, you know, you have to. And by the way, I'm not once am I defending anything. Okay, so you have to. Oh, I know I you're guess, not. You have to. I guess at this point, assume. Somebody in Hong Kong that he still was in contact with said all the people that you're concerned about or whatever are all together yep. again in Hong Kong. You know, so you okay. got you get the British guy that's that's evil. You got the yeah. Chinese guy that's in charge that he's evil. Oh, and uh, yep. Alex, you know, he's around like everybody's like in play and maybe, they yep. won't, you know, something, it, it, nothing was ever said to us, I don't think. So I think we all have to just go, oh, okay. right. so you know, somebody told them that it. everybody's in place. No, no, no. If you did, okay. let's right. put it this way. <laughs> if you did, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay and we and we still uh, the next, even, even if they gave us the most amazing explanation we would still hate this yeah all right all right good yeah we'd still hate the film so so they, because then we show up we're in hong kong we got jcvd chad mm-hmm. so we gotta now we gotta establish here chad is pampered so chad lived in hollywood he's pampered he's got a super awesome haircut with gel and he's a fashionista and he wears like day globe shorts and he's also and very he's got, uh, like he smiles a lot like meaning in comparison the yeah. other one is hard-nosed yeah. hair slicked back very leathery very black you yeah. know like you know like black uh I, shirt black jeans or whatever good i want to i want to go on record as saying and this is the only good thing i'll say about this movie is that john Claude van, van damme can't fucking act his way out of a paper bag nope. he's horrible mm-hmm. however however he was able to pull off the two personalities sure Sure. And it's so funny. I will get I the only thing I'm going to say he I did. I was besides the haircut. Mm-hmm. His facial expression for Chad was different than Alex, mm-hmm. even in critical moments. I agree. Um, like in, you could actually was, Chad was you were separating yeah. the two. It wasn't like in Lindsay yeah. Lohan playing, you know, the twins on. Uh, yeah, Iron that's the only thing, because besides that other separation, the, the special effects they used when they had to get them both on screen at the same time were fucking awful. Oh, my God. The chroma key, which is <laughs> oh my uh, in layman's is the green screen effect that somebody would stand in front of a weather map. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Alex sits down next to Chad and you can see the black outline around Alex. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can see the black outline. Yep. It's so like, it, bad. Like, how do you not catch? This is worse than <laughs> early 90s weather people. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, you could see that. Oh, God. And it was like, oh, in times proportion. By the way, you're looking at yourself, yeah. right? So. Mm-hmm. If you're playing two roles and you're looking directly, Mm -hmm. supposedly at yourself, there's times he's not looking directly at where his eyes would be. He's the same height as himself, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? He should be looking straight ahead and and he'll make eye contact. But no, (laughs) he looks up, he looks down, and yet he's supposed to supposedly looking at his eyes. I was like, this is insane. And there's another time when they're both driving in the front seat of a car. So it's supposed to be like, Alex in the foreground with Chad in the background, like, but they're, you know, you're, you're like, you're looking in through the driver's side window across the front seats and they're both on that green screen thing. Right. But it doesn't look like Chad is further away. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, they're sitting on top of each other. I, I'm doing this with my hands. You can't, sorry. It's a, not a visual medium. I get that. 
but it it looks like they're in sitting in the same seat because they're not putting in any perspective that Chad should be smaller and further away. It was such it was so garbage. How do you look at that and go, ah, we're not gonna fix it. Leave it. It'll be fine. No one'll know. Oh boy. But let me tell you something. The lady love interest. Can she act? Oh, oh, she's got the range of a Daisy air rifle. Oh, she's fantastic. <laughs> Oh my God, dude! Introducing, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And it's she's been introduced. Thanks for nothing. Uh, she was terrible. She comes on so because they're twins. I mean, how stupid are you? So we get to we get to Hong Kong. By the way, why are we in Hong Kong? What's Uncle Frank's plan? Well, I, I, well, for one, he has got to meet. Um, they got to go find Alex to tell him everything. That, but then after that, yeah. Stop the people and claim your rights to the money that was yours that you got screwed out of years ago by your parents getting killed. Right, because they are the they they are the blood. But did, did that pay off? Well, at the end, well, do you get any sense that now they're now they got control or no you something know from it, the Victoria? No, it, at the end, it felt like the bad guys were defeated. Roll mm-hmm. credits. Uh, that's it. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Like, that's what I mean. Like we shot them all, we killed them all, we kicked them all. Roll the credits. That's it. We shot them all. That'd be such a good T-shirt. Oh my god! That'd be <laughs> double impact. We shot them all. <laughs> we shot them all. <laughs> we kicked them all. We killed them all. Double impact. <laughs> That would be fucking fantastic. That's the tagline. But that's my point. Is that that's on the that's poster. the tagline. We yeah. shot them all. We kicked them all. We killed them all. Um, the only problem with that they set up people, would, people would see the tagline and go, "I guess we don't need to see them." <laughs> we know what happens. We don't know. I think they win. <laughs> they told us everything. <laughs> well, what happens in the movie? Well, let's see. Uh, they shot him, and they kicked him, and they killed him. Uh, all of them. How many? All of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but anyway, my, my point is, is that they set up this MacGuffin at the beginning of the movie where the twins are separated, and now they, you know, because they don't know anything about their former lives, they have no rights to this tunnel or the money or whatever. So they're fighting for that, but not really. They're really just fighting to break up an illegal, like organized crime ring. So uncle Frank comes over and decides, you know, what we're going to do boys. We're going to murder all these people. <laughs> we have no authority to do that. They murdered Aaron. <laughs> we're, we're not, mar- we're not, we're not in the CIA. We're, we're not, he, he's an ex Vietnam vet, but he has no ties to the military. We're going to go in to a for onto foreign soil and kill all these people. Now I'm not saying those people didn't deserve it, but what you can't just go to other countries and straight up fucking murder people, <laughs> like hunt them down and kill them all. That's why the Punisher is always wanted by the police. I, that's what I mean. Like what? Huh, what? Okay, so we meet Alex's girlfriend, who is a great actress. Mm. So Alex has a girlfriend. She mistakes Chad for Alex, and hilarity ensues because she openly gropes him. And we oops, just, you're not him, even though you don't dress like him. You don't have the same haircut. That's okay. Oh. Reaches into his shorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, like his new yep. style is so amazing. But he's, you know what's mm-hmm. funny? Yep. He's not even, what I'm saying, he's not even acting like uh, like Alex. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not only, yep. yes, he looks like him. He's not dressed like him. Mm-hmm. And he's not acting anything like him. Nobody just does a flip, meaning in the sense nope. of uh, changing their 100% personality in less mm-hmm. than 24 hours. Yeah. Jay, Jay, what's Alex's job? I have no idea. He's a fucking smuggler. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a smuggler. And, and he has an air about him. He's got a cigar in his mouth all the time. He's like you said, he's dressed in leather all the time. He's got an air of I'm badass at all times. And here comes Chad, who acts like, hey, guys, what's going on? You, you, that doesn't ring any bells. <clears throat> like something is amiss here. Anyhow, by, by the way, Jason, if you found out that you had a twin brother that you didn't know about, for 25, you got separated at, for 25 years. When you finally found out, how quickly would you accept it? <laughs> how long would it take you take to, for it to process? Right, yeah. Take a, a little time. while, right? Yeah. How long did it take these two douchebags? Like, I'm in it? Right. Two? Well, I guess, Look at me, looks right. just like well, you. Well, you know, I guess if an absolute mirror image was standing in front of me, I 
probably wouldn't take as long. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, but there was, I guess my point is, is that there wasn't a hell of a lot of shock. Right. It wasn't, it was just like, oh, well, you look like me. You bust me, my brother. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, no. But how about this? Now he was told, uh, Chad was told already that you have mm-hmm. a twin, right? Uh, no. No. Oh, okay. No, he doesn't know no. why he's in Hong Kong. No. See, because then they have that. They have the exchange after. Yeah, all right. After the girlfriend gropes Chad, and Chad gets knocked out by right. Alex when right. he comes right. in, right. and everybody comes to. All right. Frank says he's your brother. Goddamn it! Now, or whatever. Uncle Frank knows full well that there's a twin that's not too far. Mm-hmm. He just saw a a strange Chinese man yell at Chad <laughs> and hand him mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. And didn't still yep. tell him <laughs> that this guy thinks you're that you're your brother. Like you know, like, he just sat there and goes, "Yeah, I know, it's crazy, huh?" And then this That's other girl comes good. up to him and acts like you know she knows him yeah. and luring him in there. And he's like, "Yeah, well, I still am not going to tell him that he's got a twin. I'll just wait." By the way, how long is the flight from L.A. to China? I don't know, but- Sixteen hours, maybe. Like, just guess. Sixteen hours. Sure. You had sixteen hours to get this guy up to speed, right? You could have you had sick. What did you talk about for 16 hours on the plane you could have to let, China? You couldn't mention what? Oh, by the way, <laughs> at least let one of the brothers. Know, oh, you know what I mean? The one you're with. Yeah. Instead of, oh, you know, like, no, I want them. I want them both to be revealed at the same time. It'll be much more fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That way it can be. Hilarity will ensue. Oh, oh God. But let me tell you something. Oh. They could have. And by the way, beautiful lady, the love interest. Beautiful. Sure. Uh, oh. They could have found a beautiful woman. That could act better than this. Oh sure. I mean, I guess you know what? I mean, don't don't upstage Jean Claude. I guess. I guess, but I, I think I think it's a matter of because they 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 had such a gratuitous nude scene with her later, oh. and the gratuitous ridiculous sex scene that I think it was a matter of like getting somebody who just wanted a part, which is kind of sad. But I mean, that's probably if. By the way, I looked up the Wikipedia on that. By the, there's a love scene in this later on. So here's the deal, right? She's. Chad's nicer than Alex. So Alex is very jealous that his girlfriend groped his twin brother. Okay. And now there's like this kind of burgeoning, like as the movie goes along, Alex loves her, but she's like, Chad kind of protects her more kind of, sort of, I don't know, because Alex is a smuggler and never around. And Chad is willing to help her because she's a damsel in distress. And eventually they have this, is it a, it's imagined, right? Yes, an imagined because, um, love scene. He's uh, uh because um Alex is drinking heavily and imagining that they because they ran off together yeah. for a little bit to go do something yeah. and I forget what the fuck why. That was ridiculous. So it says I looked up the Wikipedia on this, right? So under production it says Van Damme has played six hundred thousand dollars for the movie. He said, Get ready for this. He says, This is from JCVD. He says, Alex is violent and Chad is not, so audience will see the contrast in my work. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Prior to the films, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Even though he he wastes a bunch of people later, but that's fine. (laughs) Right, no, but it's funny. I I read something similar of the same thing, and he was interested in doing such a film to prove his acting prowess, and that's why he was like, oh, and it said something. He wanted to break away from the typical martial arts genre. Well, quote is, if I stay in martial arts pictures, people will get tired of my films. That's all he ever said. I know. That's all he does. And, but my point is, is that it says, uh, according to his uh, the girl there, the, the, the actress who had the gratuitous nude scene, was Van Damme felt Double Impact's love scene would appeal to a wider audience. So, yeah, because nothing says date night like JCVD. Uh, like, that's not wider. What wider audience? Like, your girlfriend doesn't want to see that scene, mm. you know? Nope. I don't think your girlfriend wants to see that scene. Nope. You know what I mean? Who did you go see this movie with, Jay, when you saw it in the theater? I have no idea. Probably a girlfriend. Maybe, right? So it's like you're like, yeah, did you like that scene? No, they don't like that scene. Nope. That's not wider. That's for the dudes in the audience. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Uh, another thing that we have to bring up before we get into the other ridiculous plot of Uncle Frank, Chad, and Alex being international murderers mm. is in this movie, things blow up at the drop of a hat largely mm. and i would i would i would make note of the at some as one scene where where alex drives a boat because he's a smuggler by the way big boat that goes really slow how much can you smuggle on this boat that goes really slow but there's one point where he's smuggling two mercedes benzes that have a trunk full of like cognac and cigarettes and and all that sort of stuff 
and they're going to get run. They're, they're going to get intercepted by the police, which tell them to halt in English. Yeah, first. Yeah. Because <laughs> by the way, from that, distance, from that distance, you know that those are English speaking people on the boat yep. in Hong Kong. <laughs> right. So they, right? they, and then the second thing moment. they do is speak in, in Chinese. I don't know. Yeah. Flip flop. Maybe uh, just speak in Chinese <laughs> first. Yeah, I don't know. If they maybe don't. maybe go with maybe go with the home language first, ah. and then <laughs> then go with the English after that, and see if you know. No, I was, it didn't slow down when I said when they said it in Chinese. So I'll say it in English. Yeah. No, and they, they, they begin with English. Yeah. And that's why a lot of this movie pissed me off because it's like, they think I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> like they think that boat cops, the Coast Guard of China is going to come around and make and make like halt, stop uh, the declarations in another language. Huh? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So then oh. they dump the Mercedes because they want to go faster, mm -hmm. right? And then some, yeah. who shoots the, yep. uh, the Mercedes? Is it Uncle Frank? I don't remember. I want to say it had to be Chad. Chad, who can't shoot uh, because he's yep. shot, shoots perfectly, hits the gas line, mm -hmm. and the thing blows up in the water. By the way, it blows yep. up next to a Mercedes and blows that one up <laughs> a little later. Yep. <laughs> By extension. Conflagrate. Did you, you did mention, and I'm sure you did. I'm being, I'm kidding right now. The boats are floating. It, I mean, the cars are in the water floating and they just blow up. Just, mm. And by the way, and I, I don't, I'm not Mythbusters guy. I'm not trying to be that guy, but cars just don't even cars that blow up in movies, right? Cars blow up in movies. We know they don't blow up like that. I get it, but it's a movie and you want to see the big blow up thing. But even that one was fucking ridiculous. It was like, obviously they did something to make it just this big, ridiculous it this not that car would have to have been made out of gasoline for that fire to be that big like that's cuckoo crazy so anyhow right. a little later uh, another mistaken identity scene mm -hmm. chad the good twin is sitting outside of the building i guess mm -hmm. alex's house or whatever and these thugs come and pick him up thinking he's alex and they're like get in the car yeah and they take him to some, you know, shipyard and they start telling him that they want him to join them for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a shipment. You know, we want you to do the shipment because mm -hmm. you're a good smuggler. So we need you to do this cocaine mm -hmm. shipment or whatever. For right? was it called? Right. Yeah. Powder. Yeah. It's not about powder. Yeah. Uh, we need you to do this now. All right. You're a, you're a skilled martial artist, but now you are surrounded mm -hmm. by 12 to maybe 20 thugs. Yeah. And when they ask you. If you join them, because by the way, on mm -hmm. the way over, he noticed a cigar box that had the initials of his parents, I guess. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Like he's, he made the connection that PDW <laughs> was his father's name. <laughs> I'm just guessing. He just learned his father's name. Yes, he didn't I even know. know his last name was Wagner. I know. What the fuck? Oh, this, oh. Oh. I'm not defending it. I'm, I'm, I'm no, no. telling how uh, they want us to think. Anyway, mm -hmm. here's my thing. He's surrounded by a ton of guys that, you know, could just do some major damage. So they're like, so mm -hmm. are you in? He goes, go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? No. Good idea. Uh, I don't know. Say yes and have them drive you home. Then, and then don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Tell them that you're going to stand your moral ground now yeah. and get your ass fucking handed to you. Right. And right. dumped off on the street like like a piece of meat. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing was they had him during that fight, they had him in front of an open shipping container. Yeah. Like so and he and he kept getting like backed up into it. And he didn't think once to like get away from the open shipping container. Because yeah, they might not shut the door. Yeah, they're not gonna shut the door. If they knock him out, they're not gonna shut the door and drop it in the ocean. <laughs> what the fuck? And, and, and the thing is, Jay, mm -hmm. but wait. That he did get knocked out, and they didn't put him in the shipping container. I know, right? right. Like, like that didn't come back. Right. Instead, they they brought him home. Yeah, and they just like why? I I thought there was going to be a scene where it was going to be him in the ocean with the container, like filling up with water, or just gasping for air because it's so damn hot. Chad, <laughs> that you? Yeah, no. Are you, are you in there? Have you ever seen three hundred? Yes. Okay. The guy who comes over to the Spartans and who are, I guess, known for warring. You know, they're they're known for being tough mm -hmm. guys, and you know. Resilient. Mm -hmm. He stands in front of a bottomless pit <laughs> to tell them um, that if you don't become, if you don't agree to become slaves, uh, my country's going to kill all of you. Okay, just so you know that. All right, and by myself, 
but I'm going to stand in front of this bottomless pit and yeah. nothing is going yeah. to happen. <laughs> and then this yeah. is Sparta. Yeah. You know, and then the, foot, up. Comes, the oh. foot comes up and surprisingly, he falls into the pit. <laughs> Not only, but falls in slow motion. Didn't see mm. that coming. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't see the I just, same probably. thing. You stand in front of something uh, like, mm-hmm. a, like a shipping container, chances are you're probably going to end up in that shipping container. But Jay, this movie is so piss poor, it doesn't even pay off the shipping container. No, I know. They bring them home. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I have this other thing, too. That This is insanity. Yep. Okay. They're, mm-hmm. the, the two twins are going to go go kick some ass. Oh, yeah. Halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. They want to go yep. kill everybody at the shipment when, when it's, it's time to do the shipment. Yeah. So they bring in some detonators. And they have some guns and uh, Chad outside, not being very military-like, you know, not very stealth-like, gets noticed. So he has to shoot somebody. And it looks like paintball, mm-hmm. by the way, when he shoots the guy. Oh, yeah. They, I don't know if you noticed. Like, mm-hmm. there was, like, the squib. They weren't even squibs. It's almost like he just sprayed them with some red paint. Yeah. So, yep. so that happens. They kick they punch you know they do it they shoot they, <laughs> you know, they kick they punch they kill yes they shoot they kill they kill <laughs> And then, sorry, no, but then they they hop in this uh they hop on this vehicle where one's driving yep. uh, Chad, Chad's on the outside like sort of holding on because yeah. they're taking so he's like on the running boards like holding on to the thing yeah. shooting people as mm-hmm. he goes now, and as soon as they leave the building Uncle Frank is waiting and presses the detonator now he has mm-hmm. no idea whether they've attached the detonator to something <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yep. he just knows to press the button as soon as they drive out of there mm-hmm. boom and the whole place blows mm-hmm. up and it's like <laughs> yep. no, but all what if we were still is, holding the box <laughs> like a picture is that yeah he thinks that they said it they didn't have time he presses mm-hmm. the button and, <laughs> and the truck blows up <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whoops guess i should have planned that better yeah. Uh, anyway. That's a bummer. But we're le- you're leaving off a whole chunk where Frank, Chad, and Alex have commandeered an entire island for themselves. Right, because nobody goes to launch their to launch their various attacks onto Chinese organized crime. Mm-hmm. And so they find an island, much to Alex. Alex knows where it is because that's where he, I don't know. Maybe he smuggles there. Sure. Or and there's an old drive. like yeah. rundown. Yeah. So there's an old rundown hotel, and so they set up shop there and that's where they get their plans and they test out their guns that they got from who knows where um and and a bunch of explosives and detonators and all that stuff and what i'm expecting at, at that point I, I was expecting a training montage mm-hmm. you know what i mean right. like chad doesn't know how to shoot ah. alex doesn't really do martial arts but they would be training each other and then frank would be like figuring out how to wire explosives and shit, because you know why they're not actually mercenaries. One owns a karate studio and the other one is a smuggler. What the fuck? Suddenly they're like an organized militia group and they can go in and like take out and murder people on foreign soil with no authority uh, in order to do that. But they didn't even give us a training montage. Mm. We just have to believe that suddenly Chad's a good shot and Alex can do martial arts out of nowhere. Mm. Oh my God. not good that's good it wasn't good oh no but it wasn't good i like this too uncle frank is outside while waiting chad's Mm -hmm. out in uh like the mainland or whatever remember they took off for a little while he ends up with the the, uh grabs the girlfriend and they come back yeah so yep they take off from there and heading back there now the thug woman the bodybuilder lady is in a helicopter yeah She's looking around with with uh, with her uh, binoculars. Looks down, and I don't mm-hmm. know if she saw uh, Uncle Frank or just saw the building. Mm-hmm. She goes, "That's it." Yep. How the hell did she know that was it? She's never seen Frank. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. they didn't show her looking at a photo of Uncle Frank. Yep. Or they, they yep. never had an interaction. So, did she see Frank? That's or did, it. The, how this this building but, is definitely it. So it's like, what the hell? How how are they coming up with this conclusion? No, I think I think I'm not defending this movie. I think that Chad was 
on a the boat. Right, it was on a boat, and she follow was following the boat, and the trajectory was oh. basically that island. And so that when they see she flies flies over the island and sees a white guy there, who's obviously not Chinese, says, "Oh," and kind of puts two and two together. Still no guarantee, by the way. Right. Could be just some English expatriate kind of squatting in the old hotel. I don't know, sure, but that's that. So. So yeah, and, oh, and by the way, instead of having a training montage, we get to we get to watch Chad cook ramen in, in a in an old hotel that has no electricity. But okay, fine, mm-hmm. you bet, whatever. And then they drink a lot of Johnny Walker Red. I don't know what the deal is if Johnny Walker Red had like a deal with this movie, but Alex drinks Johnny Walker Red out of the bottle like apple juice. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what kind of a drinker you are, Johnny Walker Red is really harsh. Like it's not you. Uh, you can't guzzle Johnny Walker Red. It's not happening. So, anyway, whatever. That's just my take on Johnny Walker Red. By the way, this uh, podcast today is brought to you by Johnny Walker Red. <laughs> Johnny Walker Red. <laughs> it's smooth and sipping if you feel like getting heartburn for a day and a half, which happens. It's smooth and sipping if you feel like tripping. <laughs> if you kill them and shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> While killing them all, drinking them all, and shooting them all. And uh, don't forget, international murder. That's what Frank's all about. Because, again, we have no... Jay, there's no point in this movie where Frank and Alex and Chad are going after the murderers of their parents just because I still don't know why. Like, I don't know why. They didn't... If they hadn't gone over there, everything would have been fine. Mm. Like, no one was in any danger. Alex wasn't in danger. He was just a smuggler. The karate studio, he's not in danger. But but they got to throw themselves in the danger and basically, and again, murder a bunch of people on foreign soil. For what? For revenge? Mm. Because at the end of the movie, it's not like it's not like there was paperwork that said that Alex and Chad were owed billions of dollars. Mm. There was none of that. Nope. They kind of alluded to it. But that didn't pay off. No. In fact, I think when at the, all when the credits rolled, didn't he just give like a thumbs up? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was it. Yeah. Thumbs up. Check it, it out. over. Aren't I beautiful? Yeah. Super. Awesome. Aren't I beautiful? Oh, he is beautiful. I no, can do the splits all day long. <laughs> I can do the splits all day long. Something like I liked how he would randomly, by the way, let's talk martial arts for a minute. I like how he would just randomly spin kick people just to show off. <laughs> that happened on the island. He like... He spun kick above Frank's head and said, just kidding. Like, I almost hit you. That's how awesome I am with the spin kicks. And then I got to tell you, the martial arts in this movie sucked balls. Hmm. Big Trouble in Little China, which is a B movie, one of my favorites, but it's a cult movie, right? Obviously very hokey, very, I love that movie. I mean, there's a lot wrong with it, but it's just got a a place near and dear to my heart. The Kung Fu in that movie is far better than this movie. And in, in Big Trouble in Little China, people are literally fly, magically flying through the air with swords. And it looks fake, but it's still better than this movie. The Kung Fu of this movie sucks. If you're in martial arts and you constantly lead with your foot, you that they always, he was always leading with his foot. Don't you think somebody's going to figure that out and punch you in the balls? Mm-hmm. Like well, what? well, it actually happened. Yeah, it's true. Once. Yeah. Uno timo. Yeah. Ugh. Always leads with the foot. And it's done that way because that's his, he's obviously like very crazy flexible. He shows that off with all the splits that he does. Mm -hmm. It obviously sells. So, you know, when he does those kicks, his kicks go wide Mm -hmm. and high. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's what the, the, and Mm -hmm. it's not like, I don't think the guy is, is anything special as far as an actual martial artist and compared to other, you know, other major martial artists. It's just that. So they needed to take whatever works for him and sell it. Big splits, big high kicks. They just do whatever. Mm-hmm. They take whatever he can do and they just sell the hell out of it. It's not like he's that amazing. It's not like Donnie Yen. Okay, you know who Donnie Yen is? Uh, not really. Give okay, me a movie. Donnie Yen is the guy from Rogue One that takes the the, the bow staff and kicks all the stormtroopers' ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah you know sure. what I mean? That okay. guy knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. when, you, when you see him, when, no, but when he's actually doing something in a movie, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> You know, yeah. this guy yeah. is going to oversell the things he's good at. They, they probably also didn't get a good choreographer. You need a good choreographer. Yeah, it's probably him. Well, it's probably him. All I'm, I'm not taking away from his skills. All I'm saying is that, like, if you're going to do an action movie, I don't want to see the same, the same. I get that they're selling the thing he's good at, but I don't want to keep seeing the thing you're good at. Like I got excited when he when he would like fucking punch a guy really hard in the chest and do that thing like that was like, oh, good. He's mixing it up because he's not just kicking a dude. 
And I got to tell you, like pulling back from low down, dirty shame, you know, goddamn slow motion. Oh, my God. You know, you got nothing if you're doing everything in slow motion. Oh, terrible. So much slow motion. And oh, and did, I, I laughed my ass off. And I know I'm kind of retreading something earlier, but Alex, who's better with guns, does the rolling on the ground, shooting two guns at the same time deal? Rolling, oh, like literally rolling as if you're rolling down a hill type roll. Yep. With his arms out, arms arms in front of his head. Yep. And yep. basically shooting as it goes. Because bullets. Yeah. They go every. They go spraying everywhere. Right to the, the, the target when you do that. <laughs> That's, well, they've got heat-seeking bullets that goes in. So one more thing I got to mention. At some point, we have to torture Frank. Oh. With, with we torture with we torture steam, right with steam yeah because yeah it's really hot there. steam <laughs> no of course they get him three times mm-hmm. they 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 boil his skin three times mm-hmm. and then they think he's dead and then Frank kind of walks out of the thing right before the thumbs up at the end and his skin is still attached to his body and uh, what it's not even like red it's not even like he got maimed at all. He's just like, hey, guys, I'm alive. Oh, God. <laughs> that was hot for a bit. Yeah. Ooh, man. Yeah, I got a glass of water. Boy, that was, that was something. <laughs> Steaming in here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. Let's, uh, you know what? I have a feeling that we're going to just love this thing come final judgment. <laughs> let's, let's do final judgment. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. All right, so now is the time where we, uh, we get to final judgment. So does this movie hold up to the test of time? So uh, it's kind of obvious that we think this movie is garbage and piss poor, and it tries to be entertaining, and it wasn't. I was not entertained by this movie, like, at all. The fights were terrible. I didn't care about The act was miserable. And and again, I, I felt throughout the movie like, these people think I'm stupid. And hit number two at the box office, grossing $7.5 on its opening weekend. By August 20th, it had gone up to 15.3, and it ended at $30.1 million. So I believe it made its, it was a commercial success. It cost, it made its money back. And by the way, though. It, it cost $15 million. Gro- yep. Globally, I think, is the other number, because it's an eight, it, it came up with like something like 80-something million. So it must, okay. it must have been. Oh, yeah, it's, just, it's funny. I've seen both numbers, the thir- the 30 something and the, mm-hmm. the 80. Something. I would say, does it hold up? And, and to that, I would say to you, no, it does not. For a couple of reasons. One, that green screen split stuff is garbage. I don't think that holds up and it's not even cute. So again, you can look at, well, you know, it was the special effects back in the day in 1991. No, because... There's other shitty special effects that are almost quaint. This is just awful. The special effects in Superman, the original Superman, was obviously Chris Reeve in front of a whatever. It didn't look like he was flying, but it was quaint. This just looks terrible. Like you said, it's got that green screen. What do you call it again? The chroma key. Chroma key. It's got that. And you're too lazy to fix that. So no, that doesn't hold up. And I don't think in terms of action movies, again, these days, I think people want a little more story that they can follow this. They want to laugh a lot more in these action movies now. Yeah, yeah. Like, how much did you laugh in Hobbs and Shaw? Oh, all the time. Oh, my God. I love Hobbs and Shaw. No, it's nonstop. And that's for nonstop. Yep. We're not saying laugh like it doesn't have to be jokey. Like, I don't want jokes. I don't want bits. I don't want gags. But yeah, you got to lighten it up a tad well, because then you no, care it, about the characters. The way that Hobbs and Shaw would rib each other constantly because they kind of hated each other, really. Mm-hmm. You know, because they were on the opposite side yeah. of the law type of thing. But mm-hmm. they had to team up. So they're like, you know, basically constantly elbowing each other in the ribs vocally and that was fun yeah. we were laughing our asses off how about the mm-hmm. plane they're on the plane oh, sure. not to go not to take it down a you know big left but all i'm saying is they're on the plane having these descriptions of listening how much it sucks to listen to each other's voices yeah oh my god yeah. oh, awesome. Off. so what i'm saying is yeah. in between the action there's a lot more interest with this it's like holy shit mm-hmm. just get to it hurry up it was jay it was boring mm-hmm. it's boring and, and, and I don't, it doesn't hold up because, and I have evidence of it because it, it was a hit and I don't think it's a hit now. No. If you, if you, if you have this movie now, it's not even, it's just boring mm-hmm. and it doesn't, I think people are expecting more now and I don't think it's good enough. So no, it doesn't hold up. Well, I'm not on the fence about this. Oh no. I know Deep Blue Sea, I said it didn't hold up. I, I only reason I said, and I listened to Deep Blue Sea today. It was actually a good one, but the Deep Blue Sea, I said it didn't hold up because like you can get the same for free on sci-fi. I still liked it. Mm-hmm. 
but I just think you'd be disappointed if you paid money right. in a theater to go see Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, there's no midnight showing right? of Double Impact tonight. COVID no, aside, it would, there, there, nobody would be like, check it out. We're screening Double yep. Impact. All, All right. right. So and it, people showed up. So so where do you stand, stand on this, Jay? Hmm. Well, the uh, the hmm. the green screen stuff was outstanding. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it, it's an absolute no. It does not hold up. It, it it's just it's funny. A lot of these old and not all old action movies, but a lot of these types, mm-hmm. these old American martial arts films that were all the rave back in the mm-hmm. early late eighties, early nineties. Seagal, Van Damme, same formula. There's always a warehouse or an empty place where they got to go beat each other up and finally chase the final boss and kill him. Same format Mm -hmm. every time. If you didn't tell me this was called Double Impact, and you said, which one is this? I don't know. Hard Target. Uh, Hard Target. Uh, Lionheart. No, no, you had Lionheart. That was uh, that was him. Lionheart. Yeah. Death Warren. You know, like it was all these movies with these damn names. Like to the point, it's like you're gonna run out soon. Mm -hmm. And really, it just felt it felt like just each and every one of them. The only difference is just you you saw two of him. Mm -hmm. That was it. That was it. That was and it wasn't even that good. Nope, it didn't pay off. I do agree with you that uh, he did a decent job separating the two. Like meaning, I really Mm -hmm. I could tell who was who. You know what I mean? Like and and I actually believed a little bit of that one. One was nice and one mm-hmm. was rough around the edges. I got that, but yep. not enough to bring me back. Nope. And all I can say is thank you, Prime, for allowing us to see this for nothing. Because I don't want to rent this. Okay. I would have felt like uh, we might as well have lit $4 on fire mm-hmm. yeah. if we had watched It's not this. good. And, 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 you know, Jay, and here's the thing. There were silly action movies back in the day. Commando. Commando oh, I didn't was say silly. Every action movie. I said. No, no, but my point. There was a certain formula. I know this one. Yeah. I know, but but my point is that, that the formula for Commando and the formula for this movie are the same. We're going to go in in foreign soil. We're going to take out a bunch of people and not get hurt and to save something, right? But Commando, even though Schwarzenegger did a piss poor job acting, because he was just learning how to act. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not taking anything with Arnold. He learned how to act sure did. at some point, right? But during Commando, it was like you cared about Arnold's character. You cared he was trying to get to his daughter. And yeah, it was silly when he goes on the island and basically takes out 200 people by himself. You bought it. You were, you were invested. I was never invested in these two assholes, ever. Like, I didn't care about their plight. It was all meaningless. And so, no, it's, it's garbage. And, and, you know, there are people that like bad movies because they're bad, right? Like, I'm sure there's a... I would rather... Let me put it this way. I would rather watch a bad horror movie than a bad action movie. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather watch a cheesy, low-budget horror movie that's obviously terrible than a a low-budget action movie. That's just me. So that's our review. It does not stand up. Don't go watch it. If you want to, you're lost, but... Um, don't, don't watch this movie. I think that'd be a terrible idea. Um, and it certainly does not hold up at all. Mm. Jay. So this is a good experiment because it was a hit, but it's terrible. Mm -hmm. So don't watch it. All right. Let's get our movie for next week. Mm-hmm. So um, also, by the way, uh, actually next week, we're probably oh, yeah. going to be watching. Uh, it, it depends, you know, if we have somebody who's coming on the show and if for some reason he can't come on the show, it's a guy named Seth Kahayan and he is uh, from Rhode Island, also a stand, his stand-up comic, friend of mine. And he's going to he's going to be on the show hopefully next week. And we're going to we're going to do Purple Rain. He's into different stuff with rock. He likes, you know, rock and roll. All, I mean, I do, too. But I'm saying like he's into the point where he actually has a blog and and does like a, a rock report mm-hmm. so sure. he wanted to if we were going to do something we, he wanted to do something along the lines of music so he had mm-hmm. purple rain being one and i was like yeah you know it'd be fun because that was such a big film and we can mm-hmm. discuss whether that hand holds up now if for some reason he can't be here next week you know i don't want to guarantee he's absolutely coming so if he can't mm-hmm. be here next week then we already we picked all the stuff uh, ahead of time before the show just to uh, to save time we did it before we started recording today and mm-hmm. came up with number 7 and you came up with 1987 so the number seven film of the year 1987 and it happens to be a movie called stakeout mm-hmm. with richard Dreyfuss and uh, yeah. emilio estevez i have not seen the movie right. since 1980 something or like like early 90s yep. so i can't really remember much about it i just uh so we shall mm-hmm. see uh you know it was it was big yep. it was number seven so I, it did very yep. well that year so let's take a look and uh, mm-hmm. see you know this will be a real good test of time yep absolutely i agree because i saw this in the theater i actually owned a copy and i've seen it multiple times but not in a good 25 years all right so it'll be interesting to see if it holds up so 
Excellent. Well, Jail's a good show. Thank you for uh, enduring Double Impact with me. Oh, yeah. For those of you that are listening, again, you can email us at filmcrickets8099, 8099 at gmail.com. Again, uh, share us out via Stitcher or a rate and review on Apple, wherever it is you get your podcast. And please spread the word of the Film Crickets. It would really help our show and we would appreciate it. So pass that. Jason, I bid thee adieu. Thank you for a wonderful show. Thank you. These shitty movies are fun to do. They're terrible to watch, <laughs> but fun to destroy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So, and on that note, we shall see you all soon. Cricket, out movie.